finally hopping on that bandwagon to talk about the live-action One Piece here on UJOCast. Hello! Welcome back to UJOCast. It's been a while. At least a century. At least, come on, man. It's been since, what, September, I think, since I've recorded anything. Yeah. And you know what? Our fans probably died of old age. Right you know what? First of all, um, yeah, probably. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I have a lot going on. I'm getting married. Um, I had some things happen in my family that I needed to take care of. Yeah. And the holidays and everything catches up with you, and we're not getting any younger. So 2024, here we are. We're going to start talking about something that I intended on talking about last year, but didn't get a chance to. And thank God I didn't, because more than one live action has come out since then. A lot of things. A lot of things. But we are here to talk about the One Piece live action and the Yu Yu Hakusho live action. Yes. So, <clears throat> Mr. One Piece, uh, mm-hmm. I really would like to know overall. Okay. The the One Piece live action. How did you feel execution wise? So I will say that. In terms of accuracy, yeah, um, it was actually pretty good. Um, a lot of the beats that they hit, um, were actually like a lot of the more important things that happen in the story. And with the context of like people who say are already One Piece fans, yeah, then there's little Easter eggs that are in there that call back to things that they don't necessarily show in an episode but it's like we know that this was here okay we know the significance of what this thing is and it's like they don't make a big deal about it they just kind of you know hey it's there okay um the way that it was paced was really good i personally thought the fact that they could make it all the way to our long park in 12 episodes was crazy (laughs) right it took me a long time to get there and in the anime in the manga yeah it takes a while because there's so much information that you're trying to get yeah there's a lot of backstory carving that you don't get with the live action because they're i'm not gonna say they're expecting you to know it right because People who've never seen One Piece and want to go ahead and watch, you know, the live action. It's watchable. I will say, like, if you've never seen One Piece and then you're like, well, I've seen the live action. Do I go back and go ahead and watch it? I feel like like, the live action is a good enough starting point. Yeah. To where you can just, I'd say, fuck it, just start from the end of our long park and go. (laughs) Okay, okay. You literally have all the information on it. Right. And the way that One Piece, the anime, is, was, well, was written back in that time, back in the night or late 90s, early 2000s, you're not really missing anything because they talk about everything all the time. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. They call back every, like, if you don't see the beginning, believe me, there is going to be a recap episode <laughs> of everything that's happened in these people's there's, lives. There's one anime that I've watched recently that has a really, really good concept of this. Like... I've seen this scene, I don't know how many times already. I'm ready to move on, but the recaps, you're not missing a lot. Obviously, it's a recap. You already know what's going on. It's like the Cliff Note version of the episode previous. However, the casting, okay? Okay. So when, when the live action came out, everybody was like, oh my god, I really hope Netflix, it's a Netflix original, I really hope they don't mess this up because time and time again, we have seen somebody's favorite anime get butchered <sighs> by R. a live action. Metal Alchemist. Right. <sighs> so with that, there's a sense of nervousness, right? Like, please right. don't mess it up. It's There's a cult following to One Piece. More than a cult. It's a religion. If that many people get upset at you, you yeah. know, you really didn't do it right. However, that wasn't the case. Mm-mm. That wasn't Mm-mm. the case at all. And what I find the most interesting is um, the creator of One Piece. Oda. Yeah. Oda the goat. So he actually was part of the casting process. And I have seen... So many shorts and so many reels of, you know, cooking class with Sanji and they're getting so into it and they're getting so because the fandom is so big that they're able to capitalize on things like this. They're literal superstars to the anime community. It's crazy. It's completely insane. However, um, when they were casting and they wanted the actor who currently plays Luffy, mm-hmm. uh, the creator of One Piece, he said, you are the person that I envision would fully embody him. Yeah, Anoki Be- Godoy, I believe is his name. Right, so, you know I would butcher the hell out of it. Yeah, I've heard it <laughs> enough to where I'm like, yeah. So, he's actually in an interview with... Um, and what is the actor's name? Let's see. On Peace. I'm going to look it up because live action. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Of course, Wikipedia is the first thing, right? So the actor that plays Luffy, mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, let's hear you say his name. Inaki? Anoki. Is it? Yeah. Godoy. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I was close. There's an A instead of an O, but so he is having an interview with him and he goes, there isn't anyone that I think would be more perfect mm-hmm. than you because you are the person that I wrote about. Okay. So it really That's like, strong. it brought him to tears because he was so moved by the creator of One Piece saying, oh my God, you're the person that I would pick. You're really Luffy. To be this character. And, you know, there's some pronunciations and things that are very, to the 
to the person, not necessarily the character. But me, I watch dubbed anime, right? So I will watch subbed if I'm super into it, and I cannot wait. I've done that with Demon Slayer. I've done that with other animes. But uh, I primarily watch dubbed. Now, when they dub it, it's totally different. So I'm expecting him to sound like that. Yeah. However, um, the same for Yu Yu Hakusho. The producers want them to kind of put themselves in it too because they're big super fans. Right. Right. So Sanji and, um, you know, the rest of the characters, they really actually trained to do these things. And speaking on the characters, even outside of Luffy, I mainly was worried about how they were going to do Usopp. I know. Usopp's our goat. He's such a goober. And I really like the way he really just embraced the Usopp type character. Okay. Because it's hard to, well, it's not hard, but in the way that Usopp is written as just a regular person in a group of literal superhumans. Right. How do you make the character jump off the screen enough to where in live action it works still right and i really like the way that they still made it work for him like they made it believable like yeah that's how i would act if my captain could stretch his arms and this person is he's fighting with a sword in his teeth <laughs> oh my god this that's where it is goes a human shark <laughs> literally like fishman right yeah that is so they embody the characters in a way where they're relatable to the anime, but they're relatable in person. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the reason I keep bringing up Sanji is because he went to culinary school. He yes. learned how to cook yes. because his character is a cook. That's dedication. That is wild to me. And, of course, you know, uh, he only fights with his legs. He does. So how much training did that take where you put your hands in your pockets and still have to move your legs? It's his mantra. It's so. He said, these hands are made for caressing women and cooking. Oh, man. (laughs) Can't do that if they all beat up now. (laughs) That is so hilarious. Now, how did you feel about Nami? So there's there's a part in uh, in the live action where... When Zoro's captured and Nami's in there and they're, you know, they're trying to work around, getting around Axe Hand Morgan and they're sneaking around in his room. Sneaky, sneaky, right. That's not in the anime, but I feel like even like that gave enough energy to where you're like, all right, like this Nami's believable. I'm seeing her burglarize. I'm seeing her right. do things. She's a thief. She's she can talk her way out of the situations that she's in because she doesn't get a lot of that in the beginning of the anime. Right. It just it's told to you because of her backstory. Yes, yes. But you don't really see it in that current timeline she was in. So when they gave her the ability to, you know, hey, I can get around this Marine camp as well. Mm-hmm. I don't just, have, like, I'm stealthy. So the fact that, you know, they gave her that, and then um, 
one of the big moments, of course, is the scene where she finally breaks down in tears and, and she, she asks starts for help. Yes, yes. I, I, the part where she starts stabbing her arm. Yes. Where the tattoo is was like. I mean, you really gotta act that part. Yeah. Because that is intense. It's an intense moment, you know? She gets so overwhelmed and so you wanna feel that. And in the live action, I feel like she did it. Yes. It was almost masterful. I will say, of course, in the anime, it still hits. <laughs> a little harder right because it's like it's the moment though where she's like luffy like i need your help and he puts the hat on her in the anime you know the squad's already standing there they're like yeah we finna go we, we finna go bust the nose down <laughs> and you know it was hard to capture that energy live action, but I'm not upset at how it was done. Right. So I, I give it props on that. It it definitely stood on its own. Right. And even with that scene, there's another part I want to go back to with Kuro. And, you know, the whole, uh, the whole Usopp's village thing. Yes, yes. Going through that whole escapade with Kuro and the cat pirates. In the anime, it really doesn't come off as, like, I'm dealing with an actual threat. Right. And the thing that I praise the live action for is that they actually took those cat pirates. They took Kuro and made him actually kind of scary. You know what? (laughs) I'm telling you right now, they did such a good job with the villains in the show. the villains are actually straight. All of them. The only one that I'm like, uh, is, oh my goodness, I can't even think of her name. First, the first villain. Uh, where uh, um, Aldiva. Yes, yes. She's still the same. Yeah. She didn't change. You know, like in the anime, she eventually changes. Right, right. Um, however, uh, the buggy, I loved. He was, he was hilarious. You know, he was the jokester. He's a clown. Of course he's supposed to be like that. Yeah. Kind of cute. I ain't gonna lie. Um, um, but Coral. Yes, absolutely. Spitting image. He did a phenomenal job acting as the villain and it's dramatized. So it, there's a sense of like danger. Yeah. In the anime, it's kind of like. The animation style is kind of cute, so you're not getting that. Yeah. In this, it's more ominous, like oh. something bad's gonna happen. And I think that's with the, that's one of the benefits of like this modern nation of live action is that it worked. Like when it has to work and it needs those scenes to hit differently, it it does it. Yeah. amazing. It's you know the musical score that's in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how the lighting is even and how in the hallways where he's like punching through the walls with yeah. the claws and everything. He's walking down. <sighs> it's like Freddy Krueger, right? He was right? near Freddy Krueger yes. for real. Yes. So that to me was very, very well done. Obviously, the CGI with the Fishman yeah. was great. I, I really did like it. 
And um, I got scared. I thought it was going to be a little cartoony and weird because of the I new anime it was style. Be like Eric Bana Hulk for a minute. <laughs> oh, no, no, where no. Where he just didn't fit in at all. Yeah, no, no. Um, it was very, very well done. The attitudes of all of the villains were very spot on. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about Zoro and how much of a sex symbol he is, apparently. <laughs> I think that he was the worst portrayed character. Really? And I'm not saying that because of the looks, because that dude looks spot on. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. <laughs> he he carries himself very well, but his attitude is not there. He's he's too he's too suave. He's too sexy. He's too like sultry to okay. be like the asshole. You're supposed to be an asshole. Right. I'm not gonna be a pirate. I, what makes you think I'm gonna follow you? But instead, he's like, meh, scoff. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it kind of... Real standoffish. You know what? You're giving sex symbol vibes, and and by all means, boo-boo, do you. Right. But when it comes to the anime, you're like, shove off. Like, get away from me. But I still want to be part of the crew. I still want to be part of, you know, Luffy's gang. I'm still the straw hat pirate. Yeah. Um, He's not giving that to me. I can see. Yeah. A little bit of that. Yeah. Um, Because I didn't view it like that at first. Okay. Now that I'm actually thinking about how he was portrayed, because in the anime, he acts like that to keep his guard up. Right. Because, of course, he wants to be the hero who saves everybody, but he can't be that. So, you know, he, he only knows how to act a certain type of way. And so he isn't very, you know sexy right. in the anime. He's just like, bro, get out of my face. Go away. Like he's like the, he's like the Squidward, you yeah. know? It's very just like, yeah, I want to do my own thing. However, I will say when he loses his training partner, I feel like that was well done. And it's not him, right? It's right. the child actor that is portraying him as a young man. Yeah. Did phenomenal. Yeah. Because it was an emotional scene, right? So when that scene was being acted out, you can feel the sadness in the room, right? You can feel the the tension. Yeah. And I thought that was really well done as well. It, it's it because Oda had his hand on it. You can definitely see like even outside of a lot of the more intense scenes that happen in One Piece, I'm glad that they were able to take that and inject that feeling into the earlier episodes. Yeah. Because, like we say, the earlier episodes don't really show how difficult it is to be a 14-year-old <laughs> in this group of giant men who want to kill you all the time always (laughs) literally always and so i appreciate the effort that they put in for all of that um the last thing i wanted to talk about was the easter eggs okay now i don't know all of one piece so there's some stuff that i mean i looked at it yeah. From a perspective of, I've never seen it before. Okay. Right? So I watched it as it was presented to me 
you have a way more in-depth knowledge of what you saw. Right. So I'm interested. Okay, so because of I know a little bit of where you are right now in the anime journey. Oh boy, yeah. So the first thing to note is that they say that there's a woman in the crowd that apparently is crocodile. Okay. A lot of earlier stuff that happens um, is right after, like, I believe season two is going to be, like, where you're at right now. Okay. Going into Alabasta. Okay. And so there's a lot of hints to Alabasta that go on throughout, like, probably, like, that last episode. All right. Um... But that was one of the big ones is that they were talking about how the woman in the crowd is Crocodile. I don't know if you've ever seen Crocodile. I feel like, okay, I may have, but I'm not familiar with everyone's names yet. He's one of, well, he's the first of the seven warlords. I may have. He goes by a different name right now. Goes by a different name right now. Yeah. See, you know, you lost me. So <laughs> I might, but it's been a while because I've watched other animes since then. But I'm like right at the part where they're going back to Alabasta. Okay. So I've seen quite a bit. I'm just not, I'm not too familiar. Okay. So if you're right there, Mr. Zero. Okay. That's Crocodile. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. And that is my favorite One Piece villain. So when the season two comes out, Oh, I just hope they continue the hot streak and get my favorite villain right. Okay. Because that, oh, I love that man. <laughs> you want to talk about it? You want to talk about a sex symbol? Oh, okay. That okay. man is a sex, beast. He's a sexy man. He is. That's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, season two already slated. Mm-hmm. You know, they already got the approval. Obviously, Luffy. Even though um, he had a little puncture, was in the Macy's Day Parade, uh, he got snagged on a tree. Big Bucket Hat Luffy. Yes, Bucket Hat Luffy. <laughs> uh, yeah, his hat got snagged on a tree, and um, a lot of floats actually got snagged on the same tree. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like coming around the corner or something. And obviously, the trees don't have any leaves on them or anything, so they just poked a hole in his hat, and he had... You know, an extra floppy sun hat on, but he still made it. He, he still, still made got it. There. And you know what? That's the story of Luffy. Yeah. To a T. He's going to get beat up. He's going to get poked and prodded a few times, but he's going to make it through. Right, right. He's going to get there. He's got the team to get him through. Yeah. They were, they were talking bad about my boy, too. They said, man, Goku would never. Oh, Naruto geez. would never. Our goats would never get snagged in a tree. Whatever. Oh God. <laughs> it's a hot air balloon. Yeah. <laughs> what are you what are you thinking? <laughs> On the hot air balloon note, we're keeping it short and sweet so we can come back at you next week with Yusuke and the gang from Live Action Yu Yu Hakusho. Stay nerdy, my friends, and we'll see you on the next one.